want to learn about random stuff. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, tiny computer. Thanks, Hi. Tiny. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sheridan. That's Taryn. And this is Thanks, Thanks tiny, tiny Computer. computer. <laughs> We'll get better at that, I'm sure. <laughs> we did it really good one time. Last time. No. We did that great. That was the time. So. All right. Well, do you, what hap- What have you been doing this week? Um, Not much. I <laughs> Really? I've been really swamped with school. Okay. I was about to say, I feel like <clears throat> you've been doing much. I know. I've been really busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I started exercising. That's so, good. I know. It's like, I literally don't have anything that interesting to say, but it's all like good for me things, you know, like I'm taking care of myself and say that again. I'm taking care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some new workout shoes. Are those the ones? Yeah. Aren't they cute? Okay. They're all right. I like them. That's you don't a, like them? That is a big old honking heel. I would fall down. My uh, client recommended them to me, and I'm kind of in love with them. I think they're really cute. They're No, they're cute. They're just big for me. So I remember going to buy really nice tennis shoes at like the New Balance store, and they yeah. like, size your foot. I still have those New Balance shoes because, listen, I don't buy new shoes <laughs> <laughs> um, like you do. And I need my shoes to last, but... um. I just, those have the biggest The Grandpa heel. New Balance shoes. Why was that the pair he gave me? I still love those. That was because of me, I think. Oh, he thought I was a grandpa because of you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we also been watching, well, we finished up Rami. Okay. Yes. Um, I have to start this one day when you give me your Hulu. I mean, when I get my own Hulu account. <laughs> I would never borrow your account information. Uh, it's so good. The main characters, like the writer and producer, his name's Rami. He's a Muslim guy living in a modern world. I'm a Barbie girl (laughs) in a Barbie. He's really self-destructive. I mean, he's very normal. Like, we all do self-destructive things, you know? Totally. So it's just great acting. It's funny. It'll make you cry. I highly recommend it. I will watch it, I promise. So those have been my interesting things. Well... The only interesting thing that really happened today was I got my email telling me that the dress I ordered for your birthday party is here for pickup. Oh, <laughs> yay. So I'm going to pick that up tomorrow. But are you excited for your birthday party? Yeah. Have you got your dress? I need to check on that. I ordered two. Okay. It was, they were like 50% off. They're basically the same exact dress, but two different. One's like white and blue and one's black with like... Does it look like mine? Kind of, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like a 50s style cut. Okay. I, I still don't know what to get you for your birthday. Don't but get me anything. You guys heard it first. I don't have to get her anything. She better get me something. <laughs> what uh, about your week? How did your well, week go? I was going to say, speaking of birthday parties, Devin and I were talking in the pool the other day about my birthday coming up. Uh-huh. Enough about you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> um... And I was talking about how it's my 31st birthday, and wouldn't it be fun to do a 10-year reunion of my 21st birthday? (laughs) I'll make jello shots. I know. I was like, I was thinking, all we need to do is get Carly real drunk so she'll throw up at Enzo. We'll drink an entire case of waters to stay hydrated, and then we'll just bar hop all downtown Tulsa. I have very few memories about that night. What? 
think that's why we have to do this reunion <laughs> good thing i hired a lifeguard <laughs> true uh, but we can't really do it because of the rona and alicia doesn't live here so that's true we need alicia i couldn't possibly recreate my 21st birthday without alicia she has to be she here. has to so i can't wait till she gets to come home <sighs> her mom goes down on friday like she'll be there on Friday. I'm so excited for her. Can you go with her and then fly back one way? Uh, like leave with Alicia's mother? Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, it's not a horrible idea, but no, I have no money for that kind of adventure. <laughs> also, would not get on an airplane right now. I can barely walk through the grocery store without having a panic attack. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. And they would have to like. I'd have to be sedated for the one hour flight. It 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 would stress me the f out. I couldn't. Um, also, but speaking of stressing me the F out, I've been doing that paint by number I talked to you about. Oh my God. I want to do your I, other one. Listen, I got them with Miller. She wanted to do the other one. Well, can I just finish hers? Yes, but you're going to feel a little stressed out when you first get it. These are tiny. Do they send you paintbrushes? Yes. And they're not that small. I'm like, I need to find an, another smaller paintbrush. Okay, I might have one, though, because I just bought that pack of paintbrushes. True, and I actually have my whole box of paints in the watering hole. She goes to her dad's this week, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do it this coming week. Will you have time? You're the most busy human being ever. God. Um. Yeah, in the evenings, I should be good. Okay, we'll do it. I'll bring it over. Okay. I'll have to get it okayed by the eight-year-old. Yeah, I just say, I'm not going to finish it. I'm just going to help her. Yeah, I'm going to say, are you ever going to finish this? And if the answer is no, I'm giving it to TT. Do you feel like she doesn't like it? Yeah, it's so small. It's and hers is a little sloppy. That's what I'm saying. You're going to feel a little overwhelmed no, that's when you fine. first get it. I like cleaning up messes. It's It will be that way. And you'll probably want to clink your glass <laughs> a little louder. No, it would probably actually make it a prettier painting in the end. You're so sweet. So... Okay, so where'd you get these paint by numbers? Because I thought about ordering them. I, I'll tell you where I ordered them, but then you should never order them from the same place. <laughs> I can't, I actually have. Because no, it took like three months to get it, right? Yeah, I ordered it at the height of coronavirus when I thought we would be never leaving our homes again. Yeah. Thought I was going to be living in a bunker. <laughs> That's it. And so. I thought I definitely need a paint by number set and these look fun and they're really pretty and they're like, you know, la-ti-da basically. No, mine's wonderful. I can't wait to see it. Uh, It's fun. It is tiny. Okay. So. Well, I mean, I used to put on eyelashes. Like I'm good at meticulous things. You'll love this, but you'll kind of, you'll. Your hand starts to cramp type of deal. My hand hasn't cramped. I better wear my, uh. Carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel (laughs) brace. The old carpal tunnel brace. (laughs) Last night was the first night I have not slept with the brace. I completely forgot to put it on. And I woke up without a numb hand. Without the brace on? Yeah. Congratulations. I know. I really, it's a milestone. (laughs) This is a big deal, everybody. Um, I I told you right as we were about to start that I'm feeling a little nervous. Yeah. Because if you listen to episode number three... I can't. Don't listen to it. No, I'm just kidding. I say, um, I almost said a bad word. Just, say, just in your, I counted she's it. She's holding up a paper with a tally mark. 
<laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> One time. <laughs> One time I said it. I said it. 56 times. I said, um, a lot. I get really nervous. Did you listen to mine, though? Because I didn't say it quite as much as you, but I still said it. I said it quite a few times. We're going to have to figure this out. So my plan today, though, is I do have it 100% written out, but I also don't want to just read straight from it. So I'm trying to, like, practice it, like. Have I shown you my the way I write my stories out yet? Does it look like this? Yes. That's, Don't read. I'm just kidding. That's good. No, I couldn't read I it. I told you I was going to take that. A, I think that ooh. will help a lot because you've been reading it from your phone. I know. This hopefully will help. But Guys, I also, podcasting's hard. There's a lot of steps that you don't think about before. Taryn luckily thinks of everything. Like, how do I space that way? Just kidding. <laughs> that was... That was a little sister thing. I totally just did. Um, it's an even number, so I go first today, right? Yeah, you're first. You know, I like that. I love even <laughs> numbers. Okay, so I had to look up a phrase straight from the horse's mouth the, oh. other, the other day. Because I was thinking to myself, why is this something we say and where did it come from? Yeah. There are so many times that people will say a phrase, and I'm just thinking that exact thought. Yeah. So go- I think I've said it this oh, week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this week you've said that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. Okay. okay. I that I got on a rabbit hole. Uh-huh. I just went down this whole rabbit hole looking for phrases and their origins. Uh-huh. And I really thought of you because you are the phrase queen. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know that about myself. Yes, you have to listen to yourself talk. Thank God we record you. You say phrases all the time. I'm just like, Taryn? No. Does she know what that means? Uh, wait, did you? Did you do that weird noise again? So I say, um, and you make weird dog noises. Because <laughs> I'm surrounded by dogs 24-7. <laughs> okay. All right. So because you are the phrase queen... I, I need you to pay close attention. So I'm listening. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Are you here for this? I literally couldn't be closer. <laughs> Can you sit on my lap? Maybe. I'll just read this to you like a little story. Uh, so I found a, a lot of different sites where I could find phrases sort of by their letter. Like you can click on the beginning letter and it brings up pretty straightforward phrases like barking up the wrong tree and better late than never. Uh-huh. Uh, and I knew all those. And I probably use them really frequently. And you really do. Um, <laughs> you don't even know how often you say I things really, like that. I'm going to have to get a rubber band and you snap me every I, time. I, that's a perfect idea. Um, but then I found a list of some phrases that I had no idea the meaning of. And so I had to take a deeper dive. Tom. So I want to know if you know these phrases. And if not, I think you could put them in your pocket and save them for a rainy day. <laughs> You'll like these. Hopefully they just embed deeply into my cerebellum. You'll, you'll use them cerebrum. even if you. <laughs> what? No. I just learned about the brain, but it was fast. <laughs> I was like, so you kind of learned about the brain. Uh, okay. So just add these to your collection. Ariel. Look at these phrases. Wouldn't Aren't you think neat? my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think my uh, collection's complete? There you go. And Bring it on. that is when we got <laughs> hired at Disney World. Um, okay. The first one I came across was 
resting on your laurels. I've never heard that. Uh, I know it, but I have never used this. I don't think so anyways. So you've never used this one? I've never even heard it. Oh, perfect. So you're going to use this all the time. This is a grandma one. Resting on my laurels or your laurels? on your laurels. So you would use the phrase about someone else. So So you're resting on my laurels? No, not at all. Or like if you want to say this phrase, you'd say, oh, you sure are resting on your laurels. Okay. Okay. So the historical meaning dates all the way back to leaders. And I'm sorry. That's really rude. I'm ready. Okay. The historical meaning dates all the way back to leaders and athletic stars in ancient Greece. Laurels, laurel leaves were tied to Apollo, the god of music and poetry. Oh, is this the little head? Yeah, like around your head. Yeah. Yeah. He um, Is he the drunk guy uh, in Fantasia? Apollo? Uh-huh. Um, Who's oh, the drunk guy? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't think it's Apollo. It's um, Achilles? Achilles? Oh, maybe. Uh, We should probably go watch Fantasia. And Google it. (laughs) Or study ancient Greece. Um, Okay. Um, He's usually depicted wearing a crown of laurel leaves, which was a symbol of status and achievement. Mm. Victorious athletes in Pythian games received wreaths made from laurel branches. So both of these meanings give us the phrase resting on your laurels as a way to say that you're basking in the glory of past achievements. It was actually meant then as a positive thing, but later it developed the negative connotation that you would hear today, like if you were being overly satisfied or bragging about something, like, oh, you're just resting on your laurels. I'm trying to think of a good example. So, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't have to do that because I've done all this. And I could be like, yeah, you're just, like, resting on your laurels because. Yeah, like, oh, I'm not going to take this class in college. I got straight A's in it in high school. Well, that's your past achievement. You still have to take the class in college. Yeah, type, I like it. Type of thing. Yeah, that's a good one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. She's like, yeah, I'm totally using it on people. All right, the next one. Paint the town red. I, I haven't actually, I mean, maybe I have used it, but I don't think I've actually used it in a casual conversation. Yeah. But I, I like it. I think I probably have used this, but after reading this meaning of it, I was thinking I should probably stop. make sure I yeah, <laughs> either stop just in general, or I definitely need to use it properly. Um, so this phrase, um, it actually owes its origin to a legendary night of drunkenness. In 1837, the Marquis of Waterford, a known lush and mischief maker, led a group of friends on a night of drinking in the town of Melton Mowbray. This all-night bender culminated in vandalism after Waterford and his friends knocked over flower pots, pulled knockers off the doors, and broke windows on some of the town's buildings. I mean, can you believe the mischief they're causing? (laughs) I was like, wait, where is this town? Melton Mowbray. Don't you know where that is? Oh, yeah. The, I remember. I went there also, last year. Also, you were born in 1837. You know the Marquis of Waterford. Like on a personal level, you were probably one of these mischief makers knocking over flower <laughs> Literally painted a toll gate, the doors of several homes, and a swan statue with red paint. They, Where did they get the red paint? I don't know. From the Melton Mowbray paint store? 
Okay, so they all later compensated the town for their damages. And this is how the phrase, paint the town red, became shorthand for a wild night out. Wow. (laughs) I like it. I do too, but I was just thinking how funny it is that that was the mischief that they were causing. Like, pulling door knockers off. I mean, it sounds like an Adam Sandler movie or something. It sounds like when all my friends are drunk. (laughs) And they're like, (laughs) yes, the penguin thing. Yeah, totally. They put dog poop on people's front porch. Real mature Adam. Yeah, we called you out. All right. The next one is... Email us. <laughs> Seriously, though. Um, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay. I have heard this one. Okay. So I know it, but I really don't think I've ever <clears throat> used it. Not seriously, anyways. I've never actually used it, but I have heard it. Yeah. It's pretty <clears throat> like common, I think. Um, but in the 1500s, people really only bathed once a year. Kind of like you. <laughs> She was like, that's part of the story. Um, sorry, that was a really bad joke. I was trying to let it. I was trying to let it fall flat, but it was actually kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I do. Now that I have a pool, I bathe daily. Sure thing. She's in there with some soap. All right. So not only that, but they also bathed in the same water without changing it. The adult males would bathe first. And can you imagine... How They're disgusting. the most filthy. I know. The least filthy to the most filthy. Uh, that's the way what you I do would your think. dishes. Well, that's very true. Yeah. But also, I was just thinking, like, what if he's a laborer or a coal miner? They were. It was I the know, 1500s. But, yeah, but what this was even... What do you think even, they did for a living? This was even, like, rich people, though, I think. I'm sure, I'm sure, like... Rich people, they got their own baths every okay, week. Okay, I'm talking about a little rich. People who only bathe once a year were... Not doing great in life. That's true. They were Very probably true. hoping they would catch like a disease and have to leave early. Like throw me out with the bathwater. <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously, there was no running water in your home in the 1500s. So they're not going to bring a whole bunch of water into the house, even if you're kind of doing well. I don't know. If I was kind of doing well, I'd do once a week. <laughs> make- this is once a year. Can you believe this? Did they have dry shampoo? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it was called talcum powder and they all got cancer from it. <laughs> okay. So after the men, the women would go. And then, of course, children and children and babies went last. By the time the babies got in, the water would be so clouded with filth that the poor moms had to, like, check and make sure that the babies were not thrown out with the bathwater. So how do you <laughs> use that phrase? And, like... So it means... Like you don't get one, you don't want to get rid of something valuable along with necessary ones. So I'm not positive how you would use it, but basically like you don't want to get rid of the good stuff also. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. What's the phase, phrase again? Don't <laughs> throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, I thought it was do throw the baby out. <laughs> In Taryn's world, we throw that baby out. <laughs> one less bath. Sorry, guys. I love kids. Um, um, oh my, my, my computer says it's running low, but I thought I plugged <laughs> it in. we got to hurry. Uh, <laughs> all right. Don't hurry. This next one is caught red-handed. Okay. All right. I know you know this one, right? Yeah. I you say it a it. lot. You do? 
Yeah, I, don't, I have one story that comes to mind that I can't say out loud. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You can tell me. It's off definitely explicit. <laughs> so when I was little, I really thought this meant that if you did something bad, your hands would turn red. Kind of like when you're nervous. I about- thought it was. A murderer had blood on their hands. Yeah, definitely. I thought that. And I thought like, kind of like when you blush when you're nervous Mm -hmm. or anxious or something. I thought if you were guilty and someone caught you, your hands would really turn red. So you you thought that literally. I literally thought that. (laughs) So what does it mean? So being caught red-handed does mean that you were discovered in the act of doing something wrong or illegal. And there was an old law stating that if someone butchered an animal that didn't belong to them, he could only be punished if he was caught with the blood on his hands. Oh. If he was caught with the meat of the dead animal, but his hands were clean, he could not be punished. Because there wasn't a creek nearby. <laughs> Remember, they only bathed once a year. How is he going to clean his hands All off? civilizations built around some body of water, though. No, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, like, they if they noticed fast enough, I'm sure they were, they were caught red-handed. Yeah. Yeah. So I also remember this one time. And also... <laughs> People did not, like, wash their hands. So there could still just be, like, dried blood? Yeah. They're like, no, I just am dirty. I I was butchering my own animal, of yeah. course. And then they started burning the flesh of animals with their initials. That's true. And that is how <laughs> branding. <laughs> my next story. Uh- <laughs> okay, so I remember this time when I taught pre-K, I caught a student coloring on their hands with a black marker. And I said to him, hi, I caught you red-handed. And he just stared at me and he was like, black-handed. He said that? Yeah, just like <laughs> held up his hand. And I was like, well, you're not wrong. Yeah, but I still caught you doing that. Stop coloring on your own hands. Anyways, I just thought Why it was funny. Why do kids do that? I think I, I say I a lot. too. I think I say a lot of phrases to my students. This so- is how phrases keep going from generation to generation. Look at what a good teacher I am. <laughs> Okay. Thank you, teachers of America and around the world. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> just going to sing a song about it. Uh, the next one is Don't Look a Gift Horse in the Mouth. Don't Look a Gift, G I F T, yep. horse mm-hmm. in the mouth. Yep. Want to say it all together now? Don't, don't look, look a-, a gift horse. In, in the, the mouth. mouth. I don't get it. All right. So I didn't know it. I had no I've never heard that one. So this phrase means that you find a fault in something that has been received as a gift or a favor. And it goes back to when people would be buying a horse and they would determine the horse's age and condition based on its teeth and then decide if they wanted to buy it or not. So that's why they say it's rude to look for flaws and things that were given to you as a gift. Okay. So. Taryn. I never do that. I can think of one time in particular. I won't say it on record. It what? wasn't a gift for me. Who was it? It's somebody you've married. <laughs> Are you talking about the... Don't t- I, don't say it. I'm not ever saying it. <laughs> I can think of two where I'm miming them at her and she's laughing because I'm right. Listen, if I know people have spent a substantial amount of money... I don't want to waste the money. And you will look that gift horse in the mouth and you will tell them. (laughs) But if I know it wasn't a substantial amount of money and I can make it work once a year when I have to see that person or whatever, I will totally not look that gift horse in the mouth. There you go. But yeah, so that's like if your kid's being ungrateful about a gift. Exactly. You say, don't look that gift horse in the mouth. 
Yeah. I'm going to pop you in the mouth. Exactly. That's <laughs> one way to use that phrase. I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was thinking like if some if you ask somebody to do a, a favor for you and they don't do it exactly how you want, you don't need to be like, hey, thanks for cleaning out my gutters, but really you should have done it like this. Like I might have looked the, the gift horse in the mouth. I put this in here specifically for you. Well, it just depends on the scenario. It's fine. It's I, one I thing when it. it's your husband. It's another thing when it's a a friend doing you a favor. True. No, that's true. That's a good point. All right. You ready for the next one? <laughs> we don't have to keep beating the dead horse. <laughs> Kicking. Beating the dead gift horse in the mouth. God, that's, God, that's violent. Sorry. And two birds, one stone. Oh my Oh my gosh, look at you. I know. See, she I hate that phrases. one. I always try to rephrase that I one. I think Prudence's favorite one is two birds and one stone. <laughs> two birds, one yard. And two birds, one mouth. Put them in my mouth. Um, all right, this next one. <laughs> Close but no cigar. I have heard this one. I don't know how to what yeah. Okay. I, I think I definitely say this one a lot. I don't. I've never heard you say this. I do think I say this at school a lot. I think I say this to my students, like if they'll try to get. You like, talk to your kids about smoking. Uh huh. So that's exactly <laughs> why I looked this up because I I say it all the time. Why? Wait. Why am I saying this? What does this mean exactly? So, it obviously means that you've almost got it, but you're not quite successful. But in the late 19th century, carnival games were targeted to adults and not children. So the winners would get a cigar as a prize instead of a stuffed animal. So if the person was close, they'd say, close, but no cigar. Your second place. Yeah. Here's your (laughs) ribbon. I mean, you don't get a cigar. You know what we say nowadays? If you ain't first, you're last. Ricky Bobby. If you don't chew big red, then... Oh, sorry. You can't say that on here. I'll censor it out. Okay. I should have just said it then. (laughs) All right. This one was kind of weird, but I still put it in because I had no idea about this one. I've never even heard it. Mining your P's and Q's. I've definitely heard that one. You've heard this? I can't believe you haven't. That's something you should say to your kids. (laughs) Well, after I tell you what it really means, I probably won't. (laughs) Um, so this saying was meant to remind you to be careful and behave well and avoid giving offense. Yes. This um, one site that I was looking at, there were lots of different theories of where this came from. But the best was that when you chalked up a tab of drinks for later payment, the P was for pint and the Q was for quarts. So you would do really well. Like it would be very nice of you to pay up the right amount as to not cause offense. So mind your P's and Q's. That's so fun. Yeah. So it also said, especially a customer with a few beers under their belts. I was like, oh, if you get, <laughs> if you forget how many and you've drank and drinking, drank, if you drank in too much, she drinking too much, I was drinking too much tonight, y'all. For some reason, Gaston came to mind. He definitely never had to mind his P's and Q's. No. LeFou just, pay, play, play. <laughs> <laughs> LeFou just paid all of their bills why I'm was sure. he gaston's bitch like <laughs> yeah that's something we really need to look up what who is lefou to gaston lefou lefou i never even knew his name that's how much of a bitch he was to you <laughs> you just thought his name in the credits was gaston's bitch yeah who played him <laughs> just kidding all right this is my last one get one's goat I have never heard this one. Yes, you have. I never have heard this. You say it when like you're like 
someone gets mad about a joke about them or something, you said you got him by the goat or something. Okay. <laughs> Thank God I have looked this up because everything you just said was not it. <laughs> yeah, you've heard this. It was like a different phrase. That's how <laughs> I can't even with you. So this means to irritate someone. You were getting their goat. You were so close to getting a you, butt whooping. <laughs> yes. You got That's my goat. That's basically what I just said. It, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Side eyes. All right. So this came from horse racing. Some horses would get anxious, so owners would place goats in the stalls with them to calm them down. Oh, I didn't. I know that. I know about that stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From your time on the farm? My one year on the farm. Um, but can you imagine if you were anxious and someone gave you a goat, you would probably calm down. Oh, they're, wholeheartedly. They're especially like, a baby goat. Oh, my God. Bring me baby, all the baby, baby goats. goats. Oh, my neighbors. They were walking down the street with a solid white little lab. Oh, I thought you were saying I yelled at goat. her from the front porch. I said, cute puppy. She's like, thanks. Uh, run puppy run <laughs> that's the house to stay away from okay snowball snowball you'll never see us again if you go to that house it's true it's true. um so sorry I, snowball so anyways you'll live a great life though <laughs> all right so rival horse owners would sometimes steal these goats and it would upset the horse making it more likely to lose the race the animal cruelty is strong i know and this was probably you know super long time ago but yeah, so got one's goat. I didn't know about that one. That's really interesting. And also, speaking of things walking down the road, the other day, Miller and I were driving, pulling into the driveway, and we saw a group of like four or five people, some in the grass, some on the road, and they were chasing something, and then I finally saw a little black thing running, and it was a goat. In my neighborhood, I live in the middle of Tulsa, not around. You can legally have them, but they're actually, they need a lot of space. And yeah. like those little tiny backyards, they'll destroy them. Um, I'm, we've never seen it before. And so I think. Maybe it's just visiting. I think it was just visiting, but also it was like screaming because obviously it don't want to be caught. Yeah. And it sounded like it was saying mom and it freaked me out. It, it truly sounded like it was screaming mom. And I was like, okay, can we get its mom? Well, that was <laughs> like Leatrice. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> that was my <laughs> that was, I almost thought about doing a noise and then I thought better not. So I'm glad you did it. You're welcome. That was my last one. Gulp. <laughs> Sorry. I am, that was super interesting and super funny and I'm glad we're having a lighthearted one after last week. Yeah, last week was a little rough. So, yeah, I definitely needed to pick it up a notch. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, a friend of mine, she's not like a super close friend. Yeah, because you don't really have friends. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you set me up for that one. Anyways. I'm sorry. You can edit that out. <laughs> but it's the truth. Actually, so my friend who just had a friend get diagnosed with COVID. Oh, gosh. Knox's mom. Yeah, so Knox, Jonah, and her, they, and she, they went out and got um, COVID tests, and it was 10 days ago, and they haven't shown any symptoms, so they went out to, I guess Muskogee has, like, the two-hour COVID tests, and they were all negative. Okay. But I'm still a little, like, 
get out of my house. Okay. Um, so that same friend who she's amazing. I mean, she's Jonah's third mom. She posted this really cool photo of an old building and I messaged her and I was like, Hey, what and where is this place? Cause it looks so cool. And uh, she replied, it's in Tallahassee, Oklahoma. Okay. And it's this really old, beautiful building. And it's called the Eastern Oklahoma Tuberculosis Sanatorium. Sanatorium. I know. Okay. So it's an abandoned sanatorium. I know. Uh, and do you know how far away Tallahassee? 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 I think it's Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Do you know how far away that is from Tulsa? Not far. It's okay. I'm looking it up. <laughs> goog, goog. A goog, goog. Goog, goog. <laughs> I'm looking it up because I need to know how far away this is because I might want to go No, here. we should totally go. Okay. And this it's needs a, to go on our recommendation a list. A field trip. Can you spell Tallahina? Uh-huh. It's T-A-L-I-H-I-N-A. Perfect. It is not that close. Oh, where is it? Um, It's... It's about two and a half hours. It's near McAllister. Okay. I mean, that's a day trip. Sure. And we could go to other places. Yeah, we could go to the snow cone stand in Tetman, Muskogee. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I'll be referring to it as EOTS. Okay. Throughout this, so I don't have to say all of that every single time. I wanted you to say it every single time. <laughs> it's a mouthful. It sure is. So at the turn of the century, tuberculosis or consumption, as we'll hear about it in all our period films that we love so much. Do you know who had consumption? That is my favorite. Who? Satine. <gasps> That's right. That's from Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Okay, I had to make sure. Nicole Kidman. She had the old consumption, also known as tuberculosis. So this is a highly contagious disease caused by bacteria in the lungs. And at that point in time, it was killing one in seven people. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was so common that it was often equated to death itself. Yeah. Like, everyone had tuberculosis. If you didn't have tuberculosis, you weren't cool. <laughs> You're not cool unless you get TB, right? Yeah. It's also short. I'll be calling it TB throughout okay, this. Okay, good. Once it was, so also, interestingly enough, uh, they thought it was hereditary. But then they, once they discovered that it was not hereditary. So they found out it was hereditary and then they're like, just kidding. It's well, I don't know how they found out, but <laughs> they just assumed. I mean, what were doctors back then? They were scientists. They were scientists. Also, a lot of people with TB were thought to be vampires. Oh. Because I, you coughed up blood, so a lot yeah. of blood would come out of your mouth. I'd not, I didn't read that in any of my research. In my research. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so once it was discovered that TB was contagious, the prejudices began. Uh-oh. I know. Much like leprosy, victims of TB were ostracized from society. Um, so it really became popular or common for the government to start funding these sanatoriums and they begin to open up all over the nation. <clears throat> Oklahoma had two of them, including ours, the Eastern, the one that I'm talking about, the Eastern Oklahoma tuberculosis sanatorium, um, which was for the whites and oh. then they had one for the blacks. Of course. I mean, should have thought about that one. Yeah. So the EOTS building was opened in 1921 with about a 50 patient capacity, but they were always over capacity. 
When it was first built, the idea was that it would be a place of isolation for old chronic cases of TB. Um, So a lot of the first patients were advanced or hopeless cases. Oh. In 1924, they added on for enough space for a total of 100 patients. So they expanded, but that even became inadequate for eastern Oklahoma. My God. I know. So it was rampant. I was just going to say that word. It was in my brain. I know. This is why I'm scared we'll have the same stories. By 1928, they were caring for over 120 patients, and there was a wait list. There was no tuber- can you, wait. Can you imagine having tuberculosis and you're on a wait list? Like, listen, you'll get in as soon as one other person dies. Yeah, and the things that I read, like if you couldn't go to like a sanatorium, you were like in super quarantine. Like the government would come and make sure. Like it was a huge ordeal. What? I know. How would the government even know? I don't know. There, the population was a lot smaller than. That's true. They could watch us all really <laughs> close. There were no tuberculosis buildings to care for children, and at the time, there was an estimated twelve thousand Oklahomans who needed tuberculosis treatment. Twelve thousand, which I I should have looked up the population of Oklahoma then. But twelve thousand. <laughs> I mean, nineteen thirty. Like how many? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, everybody in Oklahoma. So they ended up adding a 65-bed children's wing, and they called it the Harper Building. Oh. I know. So the Harper Building is the picture that my friend had posted on Instagram. And it was not attached to the main building? There, It was kind of – it's actually really pretty over there, and it's, like, up on a hill, and it's, like, very picturesque. Mm-hmm. So there's several different buildings. Okay. Um, and most of them aren't standing anymore, but the Harper Building is. Oh, okay. Um, by the time the Harper building was completed, it, their wait list already exceeded 65. So, I mean, this place was just booming with patients. Recovering patients were taught a new vocation for their physical condition. So once you got TB, you were like super weak. So you needed a whole new job. And I'm sure a lot of people were doing manual labor, especially yeah. in Oklahoma farmers. Yeah. I don't know what else. Oil guys. I yeah. don't know. No, totally. That's all there was. <laughs> two two <laughs> professions. <laughs> they were shown weekly moving picture shows. Okay. And weekly plays. They were encouraged to get fresh air, and they often slept out in these big uh, covered patios. Oh, okay. Um, because that was, like, the only... Way for them to get fresh air? Not just that, but for TB specifically, that was a common treatment for TB. Air amount? Fresh air. Oh, okay. So, like, if you lived in a major city, some of these images I saw were nuts. So, if you lived in a major city and you were in, like, a high-rise, you would have these tents that went out of your window and they would push the patient back into them so that they could have fresh air. No. <laughs> it's like that picture of the baby cages. Yes. Yeah. It's very similar. It's a very no, creepy. I don't like that. I know. It makes me think of the movie Cold Mountain. Sorry, that's all I have is movie references, but <laughs> for tuberculosis anyways. But I wonder if that's what her dad had. He he says in the movie, oh my gosh, it's Nicole Kidman too in that movie. Look, she loves the old Email us, Adam Sandler, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> um, Her dad says, the doctor says I need to come out here. It's good for my health or my lungs or something. Yeah. So that was another idea was like sending. Well, I mean, obviously Oklahoma is just all country. That was then. also like 
1865. That was. That's like when it started. Like, oh, okay. We're kind of getting closer to the vaccine at this point. But, I mean, it's several years down oh, okay. the road. Um, so, I'm reading all this. Like, everything I found was, like, the quality of care at this place. There's an old article at TulsaWorld.com about it from, like, one of the surviving nurses. Like, everything sounded really positive about it. And so, I found this one website. I think his name is Dax Waverly. No, that's an... A sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. Anyways, I can't remember. Dax something. I'll share it because he took gorgeous photos of it. Uh, of this particular one? Yeah. Okay. Like he goes around to all these. He like lives in Thailand now. He's like a pretty established photographer. So I was reading on his website because I was like, there has to be something more interesting I can tell about yeah. this. Like what was the experience like for the patients? And not that I was like hunting for ghost stories but I was like I was hoping you were hunting for ghost stories (laughs) I was like there has to be something like a personal story I can tell from a patient's perspective and he had a link to another website and it just like it 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 took a turn for the worse oh okay because I was thinking when you said all these articles are so positive I know I was thinking at that time, a sanatorium, it's like an insane asylum at the time. Nobody's being treated fair and nice when there's that many people to care no. for. And I have to preface, like, he, he sent me on another link and I, so I started Googling down this rabbit hole and I couldn't find any information. I, I'll get to that. Okay. But like, it, it gets creepy. Okay. So his website sent me to a website called petticoatsandpistols.com. Of course. I know, because <laughs> Oklahoma. Um, and the author of the article, her name is Cheryl Pearson. And she is an author of what? I don't know. I, of article, epic proportions. Of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> of Oklahoma history. Okay. She does Indian-only posts. Oh. Like stories about Indians in Oklahoma. Okay. So this um, was an Indian-only post. And it's not saying I can't read it because I'm not Native American, but it's just like this is about Indian history in Oklahoma. So according to her, this hospital was an Indian-only hospital. And nothing. I Everything I read said it was a whites-only hospital. So I thought that was really weird and creepy. And she was taking a writing class. And one of her fellow students happened to be a patient at the hospital when she was like 16 and 17. She said that they were experimenting on the Native American children to find cures for the white patients. And the white patients weren't even at that hospital. And it was mostly Native American kids. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. It took a turn for the worst. I know. Which none of this is surprising. I mean, all of our history books are heavily white viewpoints. And yeah, it's just, yeah. And in Oklahoma, it's just not surprising. I mean, I know that Native Americans are all over our nation, but like, it's kind of our thing. Well, they did make them walk on the trail of tears to come to this godforsaken place. I know. So 
Do you want to hear about a couple of interesting things I about this poor girl? Totally do. Except I'm scared. I know. So it is pretty horrifying. So some of the experiments that they were doing on the children uh, included collapsing their lungs without anesthesia. Oh, no. Yeah. And they did this to her classmate. Yeah. And so she had, like is living with this. <gasps> okay. That's just terrifying. She also added that she lost lots of friends, and one of the jobs of the janitor there is to bury the kids that passed away there. Oh, my gosh. And one night, she was going to the bathroom, and he pointed at her and asked, when will I be coming for you? <gasps> no, janitor, don't say that. Janitor, <laughs> don't say that. No. I know. Is that not the scariest thing? And you're like, okay. Also, she's going to the bathroom. Why is a janitor right there? I know. I mean, when I was 16, I was such a scaredy cat. Like, I can't imagine, first of all, being not with my family. Yeah, that's true. Then I'm living in some scary hospital with, like, the impending doom of death. I mean, everybody I, around you is dying. Everyone's dying. They're collapsing your lungs on purpose. Like, you're going through torture. Ugh, this is brutal. I know. And it's just so weird to me that, like, I couldn't find any other information on this. So... I don't want to say it's folklore because God knows that the people of this country, the first people in this country, were treated terribly. Yeah, and I was also going to say, I'm sure there was a lot of government situations happening here, like cover-up stories. That's why it's, oh, that was wonderful treatment here. You know, of course you were getting wonderful treatment. You didn't know that at Harper Building... These kids were being tortured. I know. Sorry. According, just, yeah. like, according to that same article, they she said the Choctaws paid for this building. So I don't know. I, I literally, I Googled it specifically. Yeah, there's a lot of like back, uh, like conflicting information here. Yeah, it all goes back to like the whole, I mean, in the same vein as. In the same vein. <laughs> as uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Is that what it's called? Um, it's close enough. Flowers of the... I just read it. Why can't I... I'm having a you brain fart. Or do you read it on your phone? I, I listen to a lot of my books. Now that I'm not driving, though. Flowers of the Killer Moon. Yeah. Is that what you said? I think so. We're going to listen back and we're both going to be like, why are we saying the same? I know. No. We'll put it on our recommendations page. It's a must read. It's super important to Indian history. Um, so after, you know, the vaccine came in, it it really like there was no need for these hospitals anymore. So they all just kind of started shutting down slowly, but surely. And some of them were really beautiful like this one. And it's like up on a hill. So they tried to repurpose them for like nursing homes, veterans homes. But now it's just completely abandoned. Nothing is in any of them. No. Well, wow. not in this one. Except for it's full of ghosts. It's full of ghosts. You know it is. I So this took me down the path of searching for ghost stories. And I couldn't find anything. I know. I need to do a little more research on the um, pistols and... Wait, petticoats and pistols <laughs> site and see if it is like fabricated stories or not. Because I just thought it was weird that I couldn't find any information on it. And... Just reading that one article, I didn't get that vibe. Right. That it was made up. Hmm. I felt like it was the truth. Interesting. 
So, yeah, that's my story. Is that, that's it? Yeah. I love it. That was great. Yeah, I I am pretty positive there's definitely some ghost stories that go along with this. Yeah. And it probably all revolves around that creepy janitor. I Why would you do that? That janitor is a creep. He was a creep. I'm sorry, but if he was enjoying burying them that much that he would say something like, When's, when do I get to bury you? That's so creepy. Why would you say that to a, a young child, a young woman? Like, she was Ugh, a child. He's sick. Sorry, I don't like him. But that was a great story, though. Seriously. So I definitely think we should do a field trip. Yeah, let's go. Because I'm going to find that ghost <laughs> of that custodian. Are you ready for some tiny googs? I'm ready. All right. So last week when we were recording... Re- sorry. <laughs> Last week when we were recording, I lifted up my hand uh-huh. and I didn't even know that I did it. So naturally, I looked it up. Um, I looked up arm movements. Uh-huh. And the first thing that came up was abnormal involuntary movements. But wait, what did you do? Uh, are you like wanting me to describe what I did? <laughs> yeah, because our listeners can't. I just, Taryn was talking. I almost said my sister was talking. <laughs> Taryn was talking, and I just simply lifted up my hand. Slimply? <laughs> Slightly and simply, slimply lifted up my hand in a claw-like manner towards <laughs> her. going to choke me. I was using the force, and it didn't work, so I just set my hand back down. That's all. <laughs> Why is this such a big deal? Okay, okay. Um. So the closest thing that I could find that might have been what happened is that I had a tick. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> unlikely. Medical information. I mean, look at your left hand right now. <laughs> I'm always using the force. She's very What if I animated. just like lifted things up? Um, so that's just like a sudden rapid twitch, which yeah. I really don't think. But nothing really matched exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So I just assume I lifted up my hand to tell you something <laughs> and I didn't remember doing it. I think that's probably that's, right. That's the most likely reason. Or I really need to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to him about this. Because that, like, come on, am I a Jedi or not? That's all I need to know. She's a Jedi. Or a Sith. Okay. So, uh, Devin and I, our 10-year wedding anniversary is coming up next year. And we have debated. Uh, so, originally, we net, we eloped. We just went on vacation. Yeah, Shit. so when is your actual wedding? May, well, our wedding anniversary is May 6th. Oh, okay. Um, so, we've always, always, since that day, have talked about having a big, like, wedding-type mm-hmm. vow renewal. And we got into a huge fight last night. Oh, you guys are getting a divorce for your 10-year anniversary. <laughs> Shame on you. Oh, sorry. That was a bad joke. <laughs> Don't look at a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> was that an off-color joke? <laughs> that was an was... off-color joke. Sorry. Anyways, we're not getting divorced. We love each other very much. But, but I just decided, like, fighting. I don't even want to do a wedding we're going to go on vacation. Instead. Yeah, down with weddings, up with vacations. Yeah. So I'm looking into like Tulum. Okay. Um, And Belize is another one. So I've been doing lots of Googling of those places. But one thing, a friend suggested Palm Springs in California. Ooh. 
and it is so cute. Have you looked at pictures of it? Absolutely not. It is adorable. Like who has time to look at places they can't go to? <laughs> Me. Like yeah. I mean, you can go. You just have to plan it out. It's so cute. It's super retro. Frank Sinatra. One of the homes there is a Frank Sinatra home, and you can rent it. Is that where Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was when they were in California in season three? I have no idea. It's Let me so just flip back cute. into my season three of Mrs. Maisel, my brain. Taryn, you <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to fight with you on the podcast right now. I'll just do it later. What so else did, did you Google this? Wait, wait, we're not done with yours. You can't just change the subject like that. So are you guys going to go to Belize, Palm Springs, or Tulum? Devin really wants to go to the beach. Okay. All three of those places have a beach. Yes. Palm Springs is the desert. Gross. Nix that one right away. So I don't know. I got it. It's hard with COVID. Like you can't really check prices anywhere. Nothing's letting you look at prices. And also it's like 11 months away. So really you got to start around nine months. Okay. You've got a little time. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the next thing I looked up this week, um, was about Banjo, my sweet 15-year-old cat. She snores a lot. And it's really adorable and perfect. Just the sweetest thing. No, I love Beatrice was snoring by my feet last night. It's It's the best. I just love knowing that she's breathing right there. It's so sweet. Um, Okay, but I don't really ever remember any other cats that we've ever owned doing this. Like, I just don't. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention. Does she have sleep apnea? So, <laughs> so my cat has sleep apnea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I wanted to check to make sure that she was okay because, listen, I am a hypochondriac for my cat also. She can't look up stuff. Um, so I just Googled, is it okay that my cat snores? <laughs> and guess what? Yes. It's totally normal <laughs> behavior. But um, cats have a deeper non-REM sleep phase Uh during which they're fully relaxed and that's when you're likely to hear them snore um but it said if they're like labored breathing or breathing weird while they're snoring that you should probably take them to the doctor but we haven't crossed that bridge yet she's just relaxed (sighs) she's the best okay that's all i have for my tiny goos you got another one (laughs) i did not tiny goog very much this week and so my next one is how to make oatmeal I am here for this. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get really comfortable for this. Um, can you do it like the ASMR? We get really close yeah. and do like noises. So I you rip. Wait, let's start with ripping open the bag. No. So this is why I had to Google it. Oh, this is an instant oatmeal. <laughs> this is why I had to Google it. <laughs> I was guys, getting good. It's not that interesting. It's just. Whatever amount you measure out, you double the water. And then you microwave it for three All right. Three to five minutes. <laughs> you're not even doing it on the stove. You're still doing it in the microwave? Yes. Please just go buy instant oatmeal packages. Actually, I have, I have instant some. oatmeal. But I... <laughs> Is this how you want to end the we're, show? We're talking we're... about instant oatmeal? <laughs> Look what you've done. Okay, I stop. I stop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Another right. 40 year old virgin moment. Oh my for gosh. You. Thank God I met and Devin. And I cut up some strawberries. I did. Oh God. <laughs> and then I put a teaspoon of maple syrup. Oh my God. How about a sprinkle of sugar? 
No. Just maple syrup. Ew. Maple syrup is sugar. <laughs> Ew. All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. That was a great episode. We needed it. Yeah. I mean, the world is burning right now. We're thinking about everybody. You we know, still care. We're still sharing. We're still taking our part. But we just had to take a break from the true. heavy shit. And also, other countries have said that what is happening in America is not riots and protests. It's an uprising. So it's all positive. We got this, guys. We got this. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. We the bomb, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I, I gotta figure out how though I can. How though I can?